It's gonna be a night we'll never forget You ain't seen nothing yet It's gonna be a podcast you'll never forget It'll be the night Hey River Vixens! It's Ryan And Sam And we are here with a very special guest Ladies and gentlemen We have the managing news editor of Playbill Ryan McPhee! Woo! Hi, thank you so much for having me. Did of I get course. your title correct? You did. Oh, look at that. Nailed it. Look at that title. Look at you. <laughs> Come on, Mr. Fancy Pants. Yeah. Ryan, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having I'm so happy that I'm here for this episode in particular because this was like made for me, made for us. It really. was. Yes. It really was. Ryan knows everything and anything about musicals, past, present, future. So he's the perfect person to recap this one with us. Specifically, Carrie. Specifically, I love Carrie. this musical so much. When were you first obsessed with Carrie? When did you discover it? Um, I think that was, I think it was in college, like when I learned that it existed. <laughs> I, I think it was like a Seth Rudetsky video, like one of his like deconstructions, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew like who Betty Buckley was and you know, I had obviously like her memory, but hearing her sing like Margaret's crazy songs was just, and like check out those videos if this is your introduction to Carrie, if this episode was. Um, there are some crazy videos of her singing and Eva's Week, which was cut from this episode, but we'll get into big that mistake, later. Big mistake. Big mistake. Big mistake. But in general, I do picture the writers of Riverdale sitting in their room saying, Hi, my gay boys. I can give you everything you want. <laughs> Wait, recite it for us. I'm sure you know it word for word. I don't. Oh, let's see. Hi, gay boys. Hi, my gay boys. <laughs> I'm Cousin here in my Catherine. dressing room <laughs> doing my makeup, something I'm, I'm sure, sure some of you know about. You know. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, Catherine McPhee has recently <laughs> become a gay icon. She's <laughs> trying to become a gay icon. She's I don't know if she's succeeded in becoming a gay icon, but she is trying her damnedest. Check out her Twitter. <laughs> at Kat McPhee. Yeah. She did this video uh, her first day at Waitress uh, that just starts with, Hi, my gay boys. And that's sound by haunts me yeah. to this day. I feel like I'm like in bed. I like wake up and my first thought is just, hi, my gay boys. I do that every room I enter. <laughs> yeah, like, that's the like going to a brunch table, like, hi, my gay boys. <laughs> she also looks at the camera like so sinister and serious. Goes, oh yeah, she's like mean <laughs> about it. Like, <laughs> I'm do that next audition I go on. Yeah. <laughs> just like, I will give you 10 sticky maples if you do that. <laughs> Before we dive into the episode, I think we just need to talk about our week for a little bit yeah, because we, have we, to. we went headfirst into the world of Riverdale. We really did, Ryan. <laughs> that's that's accurate. Uh, hopefully, you enjoyed our interviews with Casey Cott. Yes. Uh, Casey was incredible. Such a great guy. Uh, we went out after. We know it's Maria's crisis. He told us who the Black Hood is. We could not tell you because we don't. We have no recollection. <laughs> we learned who the black hood was, then we blacked out. That's how it went. <laughs> so, welcome to Life of Ryan and Sam. Yep, here we are. And last night, we went to a viewing party sponsored by Playbill. Sponsored by Ryan McPhee. Playbuilder. Not and play, quite. And I had literally <laughs> nothing to do with the event. I was just there to black out. But at the beautiful Michelin Institution, the Hard Rock Restaurant in Times Square, <laughs> there is a private room in the basement. It's very chic. And we watched the episode there. There were like Cheryl Teenies that actually weren't that great, but no, <laughs> I think that's what gave me the hangover, though. Me too. That one really drink. Sugary. Yeah, mm. I don't. We have sugary. really we 
we have really bad hangovers right now. We did, but I think, you know, if you're going to get a bad hangover from any Riverdale episode, the Carrie the Musical episode feels right. Doesn't it? Absolutely. It was a trip. Yes. Absolutely. So we went to that last night. Casey and Corey Cott hosted. It was really, really sweet. Um, The episode, as I'm sure you all know if you're listening, was everything. Yeah, it was a fun environment to watch it in. It was almost like watching Drag Race. (laughs) Yeah. People were like singing along and cheering. Yeah, yeah. getting some yasses. Yeah. I was whooping and, and woo It was hard to follow the plots. Yeah. Which in hindsight today, when I rewatched it, there really wasn't too much plot that we missed. Honestly. Yeah, but I kind of appreciated that. It felt like a, like what do they call it, like a bottle episode? Yeah. 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 It's very it's like, standalone. Yeah. But what's interesting though, I felt, because I watched it again today during lunch, um, and <laughs> you're welcome for letting you know my whole day. Yeah. Um, but I watched it, and what's interesting is, like, there is no plot, but it kind of squashes everything that happened in the first couple episodes of the season, where all, like, the fights, all, like, the things that happen between couples, like, everyone makes up through song, and then the Black Hood comes back. So it's kind of like, why did we need the past 11 episodes? <laughs> like, what happened? Because right? they were ordered for 22 episodes. And that's why. I know, said, I know, but, yeah. like, I mean, if anyone ever fights with me or breaks up with me or gets mad at me... Apologize to me through song, and I will be cool Just with it. Sing a song from Carrie the Musical. Honestly, and like, yeah. You know, we're good. Who would you be in, in Carrie the Musical, Ryan McPhee? Oh, uh, Margaret White. I would totally <laughs> yes, do Margaret. Yeah. And you see, there was some backlash today on BroadwayWorld.com message boards, oh. which I don't read every day. <laughs> um, <laughs> there was a thread about Riverdale, and the they put the album on Spotify, and someone was like, there was no, Eve was weak, I'm upset, what the hell? Which is bullshit. It is I mean, bullshit. like, when you think Carrie the Musical, like, that is the number. Like, you want Betty Buckley, like, belting in your face right? and like, throwing you into a that. cellar. Yeah. Well, my initial theory is, when we had Casey on last week, that was obviously one of the questions we asked. I said, all right, are we getting Eve was weak? I actually, correction, I said Eve is weak in the moment, and I apologize to that. I lost a few points on my gay card. It's okay. Uh, but we're back. Just wanted to issue that correction. Eve is weak. Eve was Eve weak. Eve was weak. Eve was, yes. Who's Eve? Like, Adam and Eve? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Old Testament. I forgot. But my, and Casey immediately was like, oh, I, I, I can't spoil that. So I said, Oh, I bet Penelope's gonna sing it That's... to Cheryl because it would fit in the plot. Like yeah. I could picture, like that picture Penelope with the like... red hair. Oh yeah. yeah, and also you know it will hurt you. Her being a lesbian and she was sent to the nuns, so there's that religious element. Yeah, that would like... fit in very well. Yeah, so well, I, I did miss that too. Me too. That but, was my main complaint. You know, the theater kid and all of us. The episode was great. It was. A very well done student musical, I must say. Yeah, well, it was sponsored by the Lodges, so right. there was obviously money in it. Yes, you need money, and. But Fred Andrews was building the sets. I know. He did a nice job. And did you see Hermione had a full page ad campaign in the last page of the playbill? Oh yeah. Her as mayor. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I will say it was like very refreshing to have an episode where they didn't talk about real estate. Or the mayor campaign, like, once. No, honestly. I, like, I, need a, I needed a break from that, I for agree. Sure. And I was telling yeah. Ryan, I think Miss Congeniality of this episode for me was Chuck Clayton. He looked good as Chris's boyfriend was a bully and mean, and he was, like, dancing, and that was good. I like that. And he got his redemption arc. He he's back redemption He's back arc. in the squad. He's back in the squad. For how long? We don't know. We don't know. Kind of suspicious that this would be the episode he comes back. Oh. I don't know. Oh. All I'm saying. Interesting, Ryan. 
So, okay, let's go through this episode because I found it very, very Phantom-esque how they're working on this musical. Ryan just raised his eyebrows. <laughs> Speak, my child. No, I was... Oh, like, like the sandbag yeah. and then like Meg Jury comes out and she's like he's here yeah yeah and like the cryptic messages <laughs> you know like I really felt that imagine if like it was like a mashup and Chick comes out and he's like I'm here the phantom of Riverdale High School I'd be into that <laughs> that's beautiful I tried but I really felt that you know and you could tur- you could tell something turned sinister as soon as that sandbag fell I want to talk about the keys being lowered. <laughs> Not only were the keys lowered, but like the fact that Archie, like, first of all, like, did anyone remember that, oh, he's into music? Like, when's the last time that was discussed on the show? I couldn't. It needs it. to never be discussed again. <laughs> no. I'm happy he sold his instruments for that car. He, like, <laughs> bought Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Yeah. <laughs> Sell his voice, too. Yeah. That's just like, and, like, the keys weren't even lowered. Like, he was fully down the octave. Come on, come on. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. And still auto-tuned. Still auto-tuned. But remember Casey told us about his dance moves and he his alter ego, Fifi? Fifi. We and saw Fifi a great a job. Bit. He did a great yeah, job. Yeah, he looked cute in his little tight baseball shirt and yeah. 70s. Yeah. But the costumes were perfect. I really like the 70s like, Well, looks. I was confused because I don't think any production of Carrie like has been like explicitly 70s. Mm-mm. Like the musical came out in the 80s mm-hmm. and I don't think it was like it was a little weird. It's just the movie yeah. was, you know, I think really. But not like done. over the top, I think in but true. In true Riverdale camp. Yeah. In Kevin's suit. Hello. Yeah, he looks great. He looks really good. <laughs> Ryan, being our resident uh, Broadway guy, can you give us a little history on Carrie the musical? Not to put you on the spot here. Sure. Uh, well, it is one of the most infamous Broadway flops of all time. There have been books written about it. Um, yeah, it was from the 80s, and they did a workshop and then a tryout in England, um, and Barbara Cook was in that. She was Margaret. Um, but she quit, or, like, she wanted to quit, I think, on, like, opening night, because this, like, Riverdale tie-in, she was almost yeah. decapitated by a what? set piece. Like, okay. I think, like, something was, like, coming down, and, like, yeah, and she... Wasn't it, like, a Greek-themed sort there of thing? Like, there was, like, white or something. Yeah, it columns was... Columns and... Yeah. There was a lot going on. And there were weird, like, jumpsuits, or, like, bodysuits that oh, Chris and Sue wore at one point. I think, and um, do me a favor. They're just, okay. like, doing these... There's, like, red and silver bodysuits. <laughs> there was a lot going on. So, anyways, yeah. Uh, Cook quit, or she said she would stay with the production until they found a replacement, which just never happened. Yeah. So she ended up doing the full run there. And then open on Broadway with Betty Buckley, as Margaret had said. Um, and I think it played, like, after it opened, like, five performances before closing. And, like, there was, like, folklore of, like, people booing, mm-hmm. uh, like, after the show. It played and five performances? Five official yeah. performances, oh, I think. Oh, my God. And then six, but, yeah. it was revived fairly recently, too. Yeah, there was yeah, an off-Broadway off revival in, I want to say, 2012? Yeah. Around there. Right. It was at MCC. Yeah. Uh, and that was a lot of fun. I yeah, that, like, yeah. yeah. Maisie. And I watched, there's a Carmen bootleg. Cusack. Car- yeah. Carmen, our girl. There was a bootleg Antis. that I was watching. Andy Antis, uh-huh. um, Christy Chris, Altamar. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, Derek Lenna. Derek Lenna. Yeah. Uh, Anastasia, Christy, uh, Derek. Jenna DeWall. Like, mm-hmm. it was a great cast. Yeah. Yeah, I listened to that soundtrack a lot. My friend Blair, you were in that. That was good. <laughs> Love you, Blair. But um, it was, it's, the show is perfect thematically for Riverdale to do. Oh, right? yeah. Because there were so perfectly. many metaphors and tie-ins to the characters, like, you got like the archetype of like the jock and the mean girl that's rich and the good girl and it's it was interesting to see and it was interesting the pairings like 
I like how Betty and Archie played, you know, the quintessential all-American couple, which, like, could make you think, like, maybe that's endgame for this. So I thought it was fun, the setup of Kevin asking Jughead to film a documentary about making the musical. It gave us all these talking head opportunities. It also opportunities. Gave, me, it gave me Rent vibes, you know, in the end where they show the video. Uh, like, you mean oh. Lease? What? You mean Lease? The musical Lease? <laughs> what? <laughs> the posters, yeah. We right. it. <laughs> that took a minute. Yes, yes. <laughs> but like, you know the end where it's like, he shows the video and they're all like doing it. Like, it gave me those vibes a little bit. Yeah. I made that it's video so from my high school when we did Rent. <laughs> it's a film It does major. not surprise me. <laughs> It was in my portfolio. Okay, anyway, so... What do you think about it? That's such a weird way to end a show. I know. Like, <laughs> like, I'm, like, like, like I'm going to, like... Montage, like, yeah. your friend that almost died because of her fucking drugs. Like, but we have a great PowerPoint. Movie <laughs> night. They were kind of before their time, though, with those movie projectors. Yeah. That's always a turn-off for me when I go over to someone's place and they have a projector. I'm like, just get a TV. <laughs> I get that you can like project it anywhere and like look how big it is, but it's like it's not good quality. I will say last night uh, the quality was tough at the viewing party. But there were like eight other TVs if you looked around. I know, but that that was like training my neck. Well, the hard rock not wasn't just like your room. Room. <laughs> after like eight of the Cheryl Teenies. That may have been it for me. That was true. That could have been it too. <laughs> I did like the documentary thing. Um, it was very Mark Cohen. Yeah, <laughs> and it gave us an excuse to have Jughead. In the the episode, right? Because what else? Not really, like, really he's not going to do like stage crew. Like they needed something for him. Yeah. So we have uh, Cheryl Blossom, who's playing Carrie White. One of my Carrie, favorite lines. I can remember. That's my name now. It's my key. I loved when she goes, "Quiet, you ensemble vultures." <laughs> <laughs> and I also she had another great line where it's like, "This is thespian terrorism." <laughs> yeah. So good. So just iconic line after iconic line. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had then the sandbag fell, which we've already talked about, and then we were the phantom. Sorry, guys, I'm in a musical mood. Well, it's our musical episode. episode. Uh, Kevin gets a letter from the Black Hood. Yeah, so looking very like burn book style. Yeah, it was all cut out letters. Yeah. (laughs) What was your opinion when we first saw these letters, like the blackmail? Was it something you would do to get the lead, or like, would you go a different route? Uh, I mean, I do live for that drama, but I would probably do it more directly. Oh, okay. Like, I would just like show them off. Like, you would like Tanya Harding them. Exactly. Okay, Mm. I support that. I do. I took a class in college called Politics of Portraiture, which really is sad when I look back at like, you know, what I paid to go to school and then what I took. I just was trying to get out of there. Yeah. But in this class, it was the most pointless class. Essentially, every week, I had to make a collage. Because <laughs> so, okay. it would be portraits, but we used found objects. This so, is like, college? Yes. Yep. This explains a lot about that. Yeah. <laughs> so for like a full semester, like everything I saw, I would just be cutting things out of and pasting onto... This is why we get along, because you realize that my like academic requirements in college. My science was the science of survival. I survive an avalanche. My, like, my other science is meteorology, which is actually quite useful. And then my, like, it was just the most absurd school ever. ever. Anyway. <laughs> it was great. One time I did a whole portrait made out of condoms. I made a music video called Fuck My Corpse. 
which you, if you haven't seen, you must. Uh, <laughs> on YouTube. Yeah, well, well worth a listen. Yes. So anyway, <laughs> just throw that in there. I thought that was a, a fun little, you know, the Black Hood's getting creative. Yeah, although I, I, I kind of was watching it again today, and I had an idea that maybe, because we know that Ethel's had, she's having beef currently with Cheryl, with everybody else, like Veronica, with Lily, with um, Betty. I keep calling her Lily. That's her name. Anyway, um, so I think the letters could have been really Ethel, like, trying to play the part and maybe the black and like you know maybe it's like a little disconnected or maybe it's all connected it's like yes. a red herring like the, right. that, that right, shape right. of the black is also yes like, yeah. absolutely well the yeah. letters uh jack had found them in her trash at the end which right. i did Needless not to say, remember until i rewatched it <laughs> <this> <laughs> Needless to say like maybe the black would put it there but we don't know well she uh, said it was for her like vision board right. which like right. what vision board yeah what mm. vision board you already died in Stranger things and why would um, you put just letters on a vision board right exactly I don't know. But also... I used to have a vision board. Oh, what was that? And I put... Say? Well, I was... Like, one of my visions would book the Book of Mormon, like, booking it. So I put the Book of Mormon on it. Did you use it And then, skills? like... Well, no, the next week I slept with the Mormon. Wow! <laughs> and then I was like, you gotta be more specific with the vision boards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it came true. That's but I'm like, you know, the universe probably got confused. Right, right, right. I'm gonna make a vision board, I think. It's a good... It's a good practice. Yeah. I should make a new one. I'm gonna put my new favorite dog on it. A Saint Bernadoodle. Oh, the St. Bernard Poodle Mix, they're giant. They're like big, fluffy, floofs monsters. I thought it was sort of weird when Betty and Jughead, well, Jughead was outside filming, confronted Ethel, and mm-hmm. essentially was like, did you threaten to kill Cheryl? <laughs> like, it was all... But it was so ill-advised, and it was just, just like trying to lead her into it. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, wow, it sucks that you're not the lead, huh? Yeah, and like Jughead's secretly filming this, like... What are you doing? What is this for? I said to Sam last night that it was very Lisa Renna on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Like, she's just stirring that pot. Like, stirring the pot. Stirring the pot. Are people doing coke in your bathroom? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Some of the episode felt a little like, what are you doing? Like, why is this happening? Yeah, like you had to fit like, music in. and Right. Next, we get a scene with Alice and FP at Pops. Oh, right. So we have all this FP drama. Right. Well, moreover, Alice with her big breakdown solo. Mm-hmm. But before the breakdown, she goes up to FP and she goes, you know, we were worried about our kids making the mistakes that we did, but it turns out we're just repeating the same mistakes over oh, again. Oh, shit. And FP was sort of standoffish. Yeah, he was. But she was like, I love her, and she's like, hey, I'm starring in the musical. <laughs> starting in the school musical he's like great I'm working at a burger shop did you ever have adults star in your school musicals no we had we would occasionally have like a young kid if they needed a really young when I did like the wedding singer or yeah, we had like the principal and some teachers be like you know the end of the wedding singer in the musical like they go and they see the characters and like the people dressed up like care to dance yes I would come on granny show me what you're made of like that was my principal uh-huh. oh that's fun it was cute it's a lot to commit to for faculty members yes it is people don't realize how demanding those high school musicals can be Mm -hmm. I think we have teachers that are footloose hell yeah you did that's a good show for teachers but like also like half that cast is adults yeah because I was like okay I thought this was about us (laughs) and then Alice had her big number where she ended up breaking down changing the name Uh, she started saying Betty instead of (laughs) Carrie which I thought was oh yeah 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 I was like 
Don't leave me like all the others. Yeah. Don't one. leave me, Betty. Don't leave me like everyone else. <laughs> you know, it was the first tender moment. That. It really got between the two of them. It was a breakthrough. It was a break. <laughs> See what musical theater can do? Isn't it amazing what drinking can do? <laughs> but yeah, no, it was... Um, that scene was really quite good, I thought. And yeah, Betty... Betty connects with that and invites Hal over. Yeah. To try to reconnect. Oh, to try to fulfill his contract before he leaves the show. <laughs> Which we, of course, learn that obviously Chick is not, in fact, Hal's son. No shit. And he was like, oh, I knew that. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he was kind of casual about it. Yeah. It was like, I don't know. I'm like all about Alice and FP. So I'm kind of like, I know. It was so sad when FP finally showed up to the show, and then he saw Alice and Hal and just walked away. Also, what was she doing like before the show, like on the stage? <laughs> just like, yeah. you have my bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. And then the other big confrontation. So you know, Cheryl's mother pulls her out of the show. Yeah, she said to be in after-school activities, you need permission from parents, and you don't have my permission. Which is bullshit. Yeah. But then, in true Cheryl form, she still confronts Penelope, the prostitute. Oh, I turned next to someone at the viewing party that doesn't watch the show too often. I go, she's a prostitute. And they were like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> this confrontation was everything. Oh my God. Like literally covered in blood that she poured on herself. Yep. Like, unbelievable. Like, full carry drag. Yep. Full carry drag. Carry a good drag queen. Think about that. Oh, there was there was a off Broadway like I don't think it was the musical, but there was like some I, I think it was Sherry Vine, yeah there was like a Carrie drag situation. That's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. That's great. Is that See, like the scrappy parts, like especially in the revival. He's like, doesn't anybody ever get it right? Which on that note, <laughs> we didn't get any was weak, and we didn't get no. any like iconic Carrie song. We just got like the title song like a little bit at the beginning. Yep. But, like, you think Harry, and you think, like, her covered in blood at the prom, like, fucking shit up. Yeah. Yeah. And we didn't get that. No. We didn't get that Because the show was cut short before. Right. It got to that scene. But, like, I I agree with that. I wanted more of the Carrie big moments. I wanted, like, her to walk in with the blood, do that, and then... Something like that. Because I do love those numbers as a Also, like, what, like... If you were the Black Hood and you were to, like, murder someone (laughs) during a high school production of Carrie... Yeah. Like, wouldn't it make maybe a little more sense to do it during the destruction scene? Like, where everyone's dying. <laughs> so, you know, it, like, blends in. Like, just, like, basically, how do you kill someone while the show's going on and everyone's backstage? Well, that's and, where, I'm not did... jumping ahead, but that's where things got a little strange for me because we get to the night of the show and they're preparing and we see Fangs giving Midge last-minute yeah, notes. Yeah, Which is really strange because we've never seen them together. Which we should mention that Midge stepped in for Cheryl. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Cheryl got pulled out. It, yes, even she that, was a, camp. that was a bizarre choice too. Yeah. Like, you know, but it is Krista Rodriguez, so I get like giving her this <laughs> the star vehicle. Never forget when Ryan discussed Krista and then sat well, next to her. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was very strange that Fangs was with her. Why would he be with her? And then Chick walks by like a ghost. Yeah. Which makes sense that he was there for if, you're, if my mother was starring in a high school musical, I would yeah, go see Yeah, but he's on it. bad terms with them, isn't he? I know, yeah. And, like, why else would he be there if not to be, like, to the team like, Black Hood? Yeah. Like, him, Fangs, the other guy, fake blonde guy that got killed. Like, I, I think it's a team of people. I still do. It's always in my theory. 
I think it would be boring if Jake was revealed to be the Black Hood, but it feels like the most likely suspect right now. Yeah. And right. Moose was very moody in the yeah, hallway. Moose yeah, was moody. there was a lot of weird stuff yeah, going on. Yeah, that's where things got weird. Ten like, minutes of places, yeah. Yeah, really weird. And I don't know if you noticed, but at the very end, after a murder, there's chaos and Jughead can't find Betty. And he's like, Betty! And then we cut. Oh. Mm. Mm-hmm. I was like eating yeah. salad. I'm like, what? <laughs> no, but the show's was... smart because it gives us a lot of, a lot of options, lots of things to think of. Right. Also, giving a model right now. What's interesting about Midge being killed is he tried to kill her before. Right. Oh, right. Well, that's a whole thing, right? This yeah. thing said like, I'm whoever like, escaped or something. Like, right. Like, Which means that Fred's him. not safe. Yeah, Archie. Archie. Who else died in the Black Hood's hand? Or should I say? Him? Well, initially the Black Hood was just after like sinners, sinners. right? But everyone, everyone's a sinner. Everyone's a sinner. Well, what was Midge's deal? Like she was doing drugs or something? They're doing drugs. They're doing jingle jangle. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. I've seen the show. <laughs> but yeah, so, and that was a very graphic way to go. Yeah. Like, I but also, I'm, do you think like my thought like once I saw Midge talking to who was it? She was talking things. Things, yeah. Like, do you think, like, maybe this was staged? Oh. That this is a stunt of sorts? Interesting. Like, what would he be, like, that Mitch is really alive? Like, briefing her about before? Right. Because, like, the giving notes before the show seemed a little, like, an excuse. Or, like, but he a, is the assistant that... director, so if he was in on this, he got to kill her. for Kevin, like, the... That's assistant duties. Yeah, okay. But, like, if he was in on it, maybe he was like, okay, we changed the blocking to assist in the killing. You know, so you go upstage uh, now, and then they, like, snap. I, I, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. yeah. Why Midge? We know she's definitely dead. She's dead, yeah. Casey confirmed. Yeah, Casey <laughs> yelled at the end of last night's episode, She's dead! <laughs> <laughs> there was also so a collective was gasp from all of us in the Hard Rock restaurant screening room in the basement. We all were like, oh my god. It was crazy. It was smart how they didn't... At first I was confused as to why the audience wasn't responding. I was like... Holy shit, there's a dead girl on stage. But then I was like, no, that makes so much sense because they think it's just part of the show. So to give it those beats of, oh, wow, like this is like good special effects. Like that's what you get with Lodge Money. (laughs) And it was not until Alice screamed that everyone realized. It's That was crazy. I think that's one of their darkest moments yet on the show. Yeah. Kind of like a public killing in front of, like that's, Mm -hmm. I liked it. But it was like very, very... Jarring to see, but it was cool. But I'm w- I'm wondering now if he will go back in the order. So it was Midge next week, Moose, and then would be Archie, then Fred. I don't. Was there was there an order? Well, just like sequentially <laughs> in the episodes. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I don't. I don't know, but I do think we have four episodes left now, and I do honestly think that this is gonna kind of like put it in motion to like figure this out and. Solve a mystery. Are we going to by the end of the season? I think so. I, I think they'll wrap this so. up and they'll start anew next season. Yeah. What do you think? That makes sense. I'm over the Black Hood. Also, the season has been like, what, 400 episodes? <laughs> like it's, yes. Yes. Yeah. They could have done without the entire fake Black Hood killing at first. It just like sped up to this one. Svensson had to die so Svensson. I could live. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Svensson. I know. I know. I still kind of think it's that little. I wonder like, if you could now prosecute out. Sheriff Keller. Oh, he killed an oh. innocent man. Though we don't. It was still Svensson was still like 
had it gone, right? Yeah, no, he was still, like, unstable. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. How people just don't kill their husbands. Speaking of unstable, I was really upset that we didn't get Nana Rose this episode. I know. I really wanted, like, her liaisons. She should have been Margaret. (laughs) Imagine her as Margaret. Nana Rose Margaret. Yeah. Uh, It was great, though, when Cheryl showed up to the house and she goes, if you so much as pull one hair from Nana Rose's head, I'll end you. I burned one house down, I'll happily burn another. And even the bucket of blood she was carrying, or well, then had over her, she goes, this is Jason's blood, daddy's blood, next blood will be yours. I think Cheryl's going to kill her mother. What if? Oh, I could see. I'm just thinking. I could see that. Yeah, Yeah. I think it could happen. I don't know. And Tony and Cheryl are still going strong. Yeah, I ship that. I ship that. I like that. I'd be be sad to see Penelope go, though. She's such a great character. Me too. I don't think she will, but I think that something's going to happen there. I'm still suspicious of Uncle Claudius. Yeah. His appearance just seems too convenient that you like surprise he had a twin. Yeah. I get it, it's very soap opera-esque. Like I'd be okay if Riverdale just did that. But I could see him being involved in some some dark art. He's the professor at Defense of the Dark Arts. Yeah. Ryan, what was your favorite musical number? Um, the world according to Caress. Yeah, Caress, two syllables. Caress. Uh, was iconic. <laughs> yeah, that number. And, and that was... number is actually one of my favorite numbers from the show. Me too. Um, she was she killed it. Yeah, Camila Mendes. Yeah, amazing. And I thought Lily was great too. Yeah, should we yeah. review? Yeah, let's review that. Okay, yeah, let's review. Okay, and we'll yeah. look at their Playbill bios too. So from the take official Yeah, so we are holding the official. Playbill.com Hard Rock Restaurant Basement Screening Room. <laughs> Carry the musical Playbill. It's official. It's official. Yeah, courtesy and of Playbuilder. We actually have a couple extra that were that could be yours. Yes, we're gonna tweet out about a special contest that we're holding this week uh, to win one of these playbills. We'll send it to you. Uh, we'll have we'll have details on Twitter. Again, follow us at Riverdish. Yeah, the playbill's pretty great. They all have We also live tweeted last night. We did live tweet. Until we like couldn't anymore. <laughs> yeah. Until we <laughs> couldn't. For good reasons. So it's a beautiful, completely colored playbill. Everybody yeah, is headshots. Just... Oh, Chuck looks he looks like a snack. Love yeah. a love a colored playbill. I love a colored playbill. <laughs> there are some really good bios in here. Cheryl Blossom is OMFG, excited to play the cult icon and a pinnamous role in Carrie oh. the Musical. <laughs> Wait, let's go back there. How did you pronounce that? <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Also, her bio says she'd like to thank the cast and crew for their love and send a grand bazooth to her girlfriend. Yes, her girlfriend, Tony Topaz. Oh, that's sweet. Should we go down the list of the cast? Yeah. So, first we have Archie Andrews as Tommy Ross. Uh, He goes, maybe making his theater debut in Carrie the Musical, but it's certainly not his first stage performance. Archie is an avid musician and singer songwriter, excited to be exploring his thespian side. He would like to thank his girlfriend Veronica for always being there, and his dad Fred Andrews for helping build and construct the sets. Uh, uh Archie tried. Yeah, he tried. He always tries. He tr- yeah. Okay. His dancing was great. The dancing. The was snapping great. was good. The snapping yeah. was good. The singing down the octave. The singing was so great. Much. No, but you know he tried. He tried. Yeah, we have Betty Cooper as Sue Snell. Mm-hmm. It was great. Perfect casting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Veronica Lodge. I'm obsessed with Veronica's credits in her Playbill bio. Wait, can Let's you read them out loud? Yeah, her previous roles include Evita and Evita, <laughs> Velma in Chicago, and Maria in West Side Story as Spence. Spence! That's her own as my kids. 
She's excited to make her Riverdale High School stage debut in Carrie. Great. Chuck Clayton. Good. Hot. Nothing else matters. He's a T.S. Eliot quote. He quotes T.S. Eliot. <laughs> Every moment is a fresh beginning. <laughs> That's funny. I like that. That's uh, not the T.S. Eliot quote I would have used. Yeah. <laughs> Probably done like the what naming would... of cats is a difficult yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> Mine would have been, what is it? It just <laughs> At the end of my entire. bio. Yeah. <laughs> it's all the layers. My senior yearbook quote was, I'm going to find the Declaration of Independence, Nicholas Cage, National Treasure. <laughs> of course. <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, we had Alice Cooper as Margaret White. Yes. Uh, Josie as Miss Gardner, again. Oh, wait, casting. can we go back to Alice Cooper's uh, bio? Yeah. Alice Cooper is making her grand return to the stage <laughs> and carry the musical. Like, she's Norma Desmond. Imagine Alice Cooper as Dolly Levi. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine? I'd rather see that. Penelope as Dolly. I could see oh, that. My. That would be Nana something. Nana Rose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, Nana would be... Um, Who's the that the woman before the parade passes by? Oh, yeah, and goes like, How you doing, Dolly? <laughs> I miss Ephraim. <laughs> I'm still on this street. <laughs> continuing on, continuing on. Uh, Josie as Miss Gardner. Her her bio is great. Yeah, she, Josie is a local pop star and former front woman of the legendary bands Josie and the Pussycats. She's helping out her classmate Kevin by lending her vocal prowess to carry the musical. And she also gives a shout out to Darling Love, who <laughs> played Miss Gardner in the original Broadway production. So good for her. Good for her. Oh, doesn't give a shout out to Carmen Cusack, but does give a shout out to Darling Love. Yeah, good for I mean, okay. Uh, we have Tony Topaz as Norma, uh, oh. Ethel as Helen. Ethel had a big episode. We she saw a did. lot of her. Yeah. Between her on Rise and this, I'm getting a lot of, a lot of barb yeah, in my it's life. Almost She's she's talented, but enough is enough. Enough is enough. Well, her bio is sad, though. What is it? And is very excited to finally be playing a character with a name. Oh. Helen. Maybe she's the And she had her own dressing oh room, which is weird, god. right? Yeah. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, What's oh my god. Happening? What if Ethel is the Black Hood? She's just bitter for never getting her way. Why else would Chad and Purser have this role? <laughs> she is, people are suspecting her now. Because of this episode. Right. But I couldn't imagine her under like that's not her running around at the black. Like the physicality of it. Yeah. Is yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Who knows though? But then it a, could be a team effort. It could be. She exactly. could be like the ringleader. Exactly. Okay, and then we have, we have a midge ensemble. R. I. P. R. I. P. She's been a featured player in the Riverdale Community Theater summer program for the past two seasons, and she is over the moon to be part of her first production at Riverdale High. Uh, she dedicates her performance to her boyfriend and literal lifesaver, Moose Mason. Love well, you forever, baby. Well, that's, mm. you oh. She did love him for forever, because now it's the end. Now it's the end. Then, of course, we have Moose. Moose looks good in this uh, picture. Yeah, Moose looks good all the time. Yeah, Moose is I'm really rooting hot. for, after our conversation last week, I'm Team Moose still. I'm Team Moose. My dog's name is also Moose. I'm always like... Such a spot in my heart for people named Moose. Yeah. The Fangs looked good in this episode, Fangs too. Fangs looked good. We didn't get a lot of why Fangs was there. Like, I, I, know, I, I was wanted expecting to get more. tea for Kevin. Yeah. Well, I wanted some casting couch tea. <laughs> Same. Every time Fangs was on screen, though, he had a great moment. He did. Like, when uh, he touches Kevin's shoulder and he yeah. just rubs it off. Yeah. <laughs> of course, we have Kevin Keller, director, and uh, Jughead Jones, documentarian. Can you read Jughead's bio, please? Would like to dedicate this to the freedom of the First Amendment and his father, F.P. Jones. 
Nailed it. Brilliant. I do like that Kevin um, thanks Adina Menzel yep. in his bio. Yep. I think we should all do that. I think we should Just too. thank Adina Menzel. I think we should all quote T.S. Eliot and quote Adina Menzel. I mean, flip that. <laughs> you get what I'm saying. <laughs> you get it. You do. It was fun when it was fun last week when Casey mentioned that Kevin thanks Adina Menzel and then he goes like, "I like to think Kevin has a little more taste," which <laughs> 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 is it's kind of brilliant shade. <laughs> He's not wrong. Um, Ryan, what's your fa- what's your favorite high school musical experience? Ooh, I, I did the musicals in high school, but that was like the extent of my performing ever. And in what was it? I guess tenth grade. I was in the music band, and I was always, like, the bit role that didn't sing, but they, like, needed to give something to me. Mm-hmm. So I was, um, Charlie Cowell, the handle salesman, and I remember having the suit that I stole, and I don't know if I still have it, but it was, like, this, like, fur, like, brown pinstripe suit that I was obsessed with. Like, I wore it to a dance at one point. It was so tacky and awful, and I love that suit. And I think I, like, tried to wear it in Guys and Dolls the next year as well. That's And big mustache. <laughs> Great. Do you have photos? I could probably pull some up. Yeah, pull some and we'll tweet them. Yeah, I think I've tweeted them before, so I'll I'll find them. I'm going to talk about Ryan's favorite high school experience. Um, I watched his entire production of The Phantom of the Opera. Just the first act. The first act, but that's enough. But Ryan was the Phantom, and he really was extraordinary. (laughs) It's a a strange phenomenon where even I was, as I mentioned last week, I was home for a little while for um, five weeks or so. And, like, in the grocery store, people just still come up to me and are like, you're the phantom. <laughs> what? No, it was, like, it became a little bit of a local sensation. Like, people were scalping tickets outside. <laughs> it was, like, yeah. It was, like, out something out of Riverdale. Um, insane. Yeah. And, Sam, you were a thespian yourself. I was a thespian president. My favorite roles include the girl in Lobby Bohem who sang all the, the big woman solos and then made out with Maureen during Lobby Bohem. Um, that happened. And then I was Linda, the wedding singer, and I wore no clothes. <laughs> There's a video of that online. We'll, we'll tweet that, too. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was into it. I was Uranus in um, Schoolhouse Rock Live. I wore a huge cutout of Uranus. <laughs> I did not know that. I was that. a plate in Beauty and the Beast, and I, we made shirts, and I like was proud that you always put your character on the back, and I put plate on the back, and I was walking through the hallway, and some bullies like, What's plate? <laughs> and I turn around like it's plate. <laughs> yeah, these are good memories. I had a solo in Les Mis when I was a freshman. It was Antenna Bed. That's the Sarah best Bonnet had that solo in the national tour of Les Mis. I'm just Sierra, like her. Yeah. I'm just like Sierra Bagus. Follow the footsteps of Sierra Bagus. Next up, like Christine Dyer. <laughs> wow, go me. I loved high school theater. I did. Yeah, and I thought Riverdale did a good job capturing. That magic. Yes. I always yeah. get mad in these musical episodes when, like, I want to see the actual show. Like, it's I such know. a tease to see bits of the stage production, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, no, we put all this work in, like, let's see it. But I obviously understand why you yeah. can't do that. They should and have I, another episode, though, where you I like that they, like, still incorporated musical numbers without necessarily showing them yes. in the context of... Yeah. The musical itself. Like in, mm-hmm. when they were all prepping yeah. and getting ready. And it was, was like a little smart. heavy-handed, like how it like reflected like, you know, their everyday lives or, you know, the life outside of the show. But yeah. I don't know. I enjoyed seeing them sing in while doing shirtless push-ups. Yeah. You know? Oh, Me yeah. too. 
Um, notable mention is Mad Chen's speak singing and I will never forget. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what was the line again? It's the least we could do after every... Or it's the least they could do after everything we've paid. It's the least we deserve after everything we've paid. <laughs> it's so good. I literally watched it on a loop. <laughs> I was like, wait, is this real? I, iconic. Another standout was the vocal warm-ups they were doing in the dressing yeah. room. <laughs> Do you have any favorites? Mama made me mash my M&M's doo-doo. Mama made me mash my M&M's doo-doo. Mama made me... <laughs> I mean, red. red leather, yellow leather, red, red leather, leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow oh, leather. Oh, I don't leather. know this. Oh, yeah. This melody to Variation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You put a little... I have to say, my favorite warm-up of all time, Ryan and I actually did it before we went into the party last night, you know, just to get loose. It's the Ryan Sharpay pre what I've been looking for. What? I trust you. I trust you. That's good. That's what, yeah. Yeah. My favorite pre show routine and warm up is um, what they do in Legally Blonde, calling to search for Woods. What um, do they do in that one? Uh, it's uh, They're doing like jumping jacks and crunches while singing Oh My God, You Guys. Oh my God, do you remember right. this? Yes. Yeah. It was like, I, I think it was like the second or third episode, and Seth Rudetsky's there because he's the vocal coach. And he has them all like on bicycles singing what that. you want. Yes. And then they're doing like crunches while doing yes. Oh My God, You Guys. They should honestly have a soul cycle class dedicated to Lulu Mom. <laughs> that would be iconic. Are you kidding me? I remember that. And like half of them were like wheezing. Can you imagine a soul cycle? Like you're like cycling while you're like singing what you want and just like belting your face off. Like, Whipped into shape. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the blonde was good. With the ponytail. What? She. <laughs> oh, insert to the next Star Wars. Oh, and, and that child. Yes, yes, yes. That was Emma Sachs, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was great. Mm-hmm. She was very good. And she was like a former smoker, so it was like a big deal that she was doing well. Reality TV. Yeah. I used to watch that show every Monday when it was on in my Weekly Blonde shirt. Hit <laughs> <laughs> Long Island. <laughs> What to do on Long Island? I would get two other girls would come to my house and we'd all wear the shirts. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, I was cool. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Theater, man. If, if they're going to do another musical, what would we want to see? Yeah. So we've discussed how, not on pod, we've discussed off pod how they were supposed to do Little Shop right. of Horrors, mm-hmm. which also would have made sense. But I actually preferred Carrie, yeah. I think. It had more of, allowed more ensemble moments. Yeah, and Carrie also like fits thematically with the show perfectly, just in terms of like plot points, but also like a camp level. Yes. Totally. It's, but also, if they did Little Shop, that would have been problematic. The only person in that cast that could play Seymour brilliantly is Kevin Keller. Yes, I agree with that. Yeah. I think, you know what would have been a fun show for them to do? Bear. Oh, that would oh, make yeah. sense. Right? That'd be kind of fun. It'd be kind of cool. Again, it's like high school, edgy. Do a lot of high schools do Bear? No. Community theaters do it. Okay. Not high schools. It's like problematic. It's racy. I love that. that was like my obsession in like seventh grade. I would like go home and cry and be like, everything's an act <laughs> I would like act it out in my bathroom mirror I feel like Bear was our be more chill yeah like, yeah. like our generation with everyone if you really yeah. knew musical theater you were like yeah 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 you um, live there have you listened to Bear yeah <laughs> actually though yeah uh, who would who Josie would have been one of the Ronettes they're the Ronettes right yeah yeah I mean who would have been Audrey Veronica. 
Yeah. Or you don't have anyone like who would like give you like an Ellen Green level option. Oh my god, Cheryl maybe. What? You at that concert? No, I wasn't. I was home that week. Throwback to when Jake Gyllenhaal and Ellen Green, who's an aging dinosaur, started an encore production of Little Shop Horrors. How dare you call yeah. Ellen Green an aging dinosaur? She was croaking she, out the song. She, she was brilliant. She I was in a foul mood. I quit my job that day, and I was in a very foul mood. Oh no, that was that was one of the top theatrical experiences of my life. <laughs> she sounded the same as she did in the cast recording. Yeah, that was incredible. Anyway. Well, we know your opinion on it. <laughs> anyway, guys. Um, I'm trying to think of other shows that are like campy. Jughead would have been a good dentist, maybe. Oh my God. It would have been a stretch, but. Oh, oh Moose. <laughs> Midge would like go on for like one of the like girls and then just dies. Yeah, Little Shop's cast is too small. Yeah. It's too small and also doesn't really make sense for this one. Yeah. Like it's. There's no plot point that would kind of come The Midge could have actually gotten eaten by... The, the plant. Yeah. yeah. Oh, by Audrey. I still am scared of Venus Flytrap because that musical. Same. I was, I'm scared of them in general. Yeah. Do you ever, like, try to stick your finger oh, in? Oh, yeah, yeah, often. But then I'm like, oh, what's Audrey do? <laughs> <laughs> Scary. It really is. I like the danger, yeah. though. Maybe I'll get one. Well, I hope they do another musical episode. I this think so. This was fun. We know I the writers. Know the writers live... I mean, it was so well-reviewed, too. And... I think that musicals, especially on the show, just kind of like, kind of represent everything the show is about. Where it's like over the top, campy, but like so enjoyable. Yeah, and, like, and you just have to accept like that's the world they yeah, live in. And you, you just know? love it. Like it's just, it's great. I think they'll do another musical. I do. Yeah. And we're getting a third season. We are getting our a third season. This is our first time recording, so learning that. Yeah. No surprise there, but. No, no, no. But I do hope it's a new mystery. I do hope it's something. Then we move on from the Black Hood. Oh, yeah, okay. I'd like to, and I honestly do think we will. And I'm still waiting for my Sabrina crossover. It sounds like it might happen. I know. We'll we see. Some sneaky details. Anyway, Ryan, where can we follow you online? Uh, you could follow me on Twitter.com at rdmcphee. Uh, that's I also have Instagram Ryan D McPhee, but I don't use that. It's just like curvy widow playbills sometimes and perfect. Photos. But yeah, Twitter rdmcphee. Highly recommend following Ryan on Twitter. Yes. Uh, you can follow me at Ryan Bloomquist. Me at Sam Gold with two D's. Follow the podcast at Riverdish. Enter our contest. Yes. We'll be tweeting that out shortly. These uh, playbooks play really are extraordinary. So oh, like no, you, yeah. you need one. Yeah, Especially you if you're yeah, a, like a collector of of playbills. Oh, we should mention Sam and I won a contest last oh, night at the party. Oh my god. Uh, Felicia Fitzpatrick, if you're listening, which I know you're not. I'll especially make her listen. this at yeah. least this part. Um we're waiting for our prize. So we won a rigged contest. <laughs> but it turns out the prize we won didn't exist. Well, we were nobody promised. else exists yet. Nobody else entered the contest. And then we asked what someone who was running the contest, can we win, please? And then she announced the winner and it was us. But we didn't get a prize. Yeah, it was, it was supposed to be signed by Kevin Keller. Yeah. Who was standing next to us when we won. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, not Casey Cott. No, Kevin, Kevin Keller. No. Yeah, yeah they were very adamant about fun. that. Yeah, so I'll, I'll take that prize. I'll take that prize. And this prize could be yours. I mean, we'd have to sign his name, but that's good enough, right? We touched his <laughs> hand once. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, thanks for listening. Bye. Four more episodes, you guys.
was such a tragedy that they cut Eve was weak. Honestly. I'm never going to get over it. It's iconic. Ryan was just walking us through the different variations of it through the years. I mean, Julia Murdy had a great... <laughs> so we found Julia Murdy and Caroline Bowman. We yes. found this compilation video on YouTube, and we're just gonna listen to a few versions and uh, give some commentary. So this is Maureen McGovern, who did the original workshop before the premiere in England. A little more subdued than most. Yeah. And you don't have, like, the dramatic string, so it's a little... Mm. Oh, no. You need the vibrato, you know? Yeah. You need, like, the craziness. But here's Barbara Cook. Pre-decapitation. Oh, do you know, I was reading that this episode was inspired by that production. Um, it was, like, some oh, yeah. Shakespeare where the sound got stabbed. What? Roberto-based this episode on that mishap. This, yeah, there was like a proper knife, but it ended up being like a real knife or something yeah. like that. Wait, when, about what? Yeah. What show? Just like a few years ago. Yeah. I want to say it was in London. I may be making that up. Google it. Okay. Murder Broadway? Murder? Mur- just accidental knife stab. High school. Theater. Yeah, I don't think they died. Damn it. Okay, here's Betty Buckley. Iconic. You're not really getting the arm motions through just the audio, but she's like clutching herself and just thriving. Yeah, it's pretty iconic. It's tough to beat Betty. Our next Dolly Levi. Here's Mary Maisie, who is in the off-Broadway Also, I guess, like, the least glamorous very amazing role, which is kind of fun. Yeah, she really gets down and dirty. Mm-hmm. Oh, Sam, Sam just Googled. I did. What, what show was it? So the show was... Oh, my God, that's him. Look at him. Oh, no, this wasn't it. Wrong thing, wrong thing. It was Hamburg Theater. Theater director Daniel Hubbles, who needed two stitches in his neck after death scene, was given a real blade on purpose. This is Anne Mary's understudy in the off-Broadway production. <laughs> okay. I saw her as Miss Gardner. I did not see Carmen Cusack when I saw it. Oh, but she was very good. But I yeah. What have I just seen Carmen too? The play was Mary Stewart. We didn't know decapitation. Yeah. Oh, I kind of like that. Oh, that was, wait, I like the ending there. Yeah. She's giving me variation. Alice Ripley. Here's Alice Ripley. Which is exactly what you'd imagine it to sound like. <laughs> 
what is this tempo? She's in the same outfit she wore in American Psycho when <laughs> she, she rose up riding the laundromat. <laughs> I just want to point out Alice Ripley's tweet when she was in American Psycho. People are like, who's the old lady in the show? And I say, it's me, the sole Tony winner. <laughs> I got Brilliant. It. Who's Misty this Cotton? Is Misty Cotton, which is also my drag name. <laughs> <laughs> um, pull up the production photos, or like the promo photography for the production that Alice was in, because there's some great shots there. Was this the LA production? La Mirada. Oh my God. Look at this. It's a, yeah, that, that's the one with the knife. There's a, uh, this one too. This is Twitter content. Follow Riverdish on Twitter to see what we're talking about. <laughs> that makes sense. Kim Criswell, who I'm obsessed with. Who is she? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like she's someone I'm She looks like with. Hagrid. Look at follow her on Twitter, like Kim D. Criswell. Hampton, Virginia. That's where I'm from. Oh, really? Is that everyone? I, uh, uh, yes. Um, so, so again, missed opportunity. 